this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're a popular one, Mr. Grinch. You won this week's box office. Amy and I will talk about that and more after this. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's box office breakdown. Wow. <laughs> wow. That intro, though. Seriously, wow. that was amazing. Look at that. The only time she's ever been impressed by anything <laughs> I've done. Welcome, everybody, to Box Office <laughs> Breakdown. This, of course, is a show where we like to look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prague. There you go. It really landed that last note there. But the box office that lie ahead, I'm Frank Moran. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. Carrie Lane uh, is always the third part, uh, a little under the weather. Yeah. So uh, send her your well wishes for a speedy recovery there on all her social media handles. And making us look good and sound even better is Anthony in the booth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, your enthusiasm is uh, rubbing off on all of us, Oof, Anthony. Just yes. A wave. Thank you so much. Um, and last but not least, folks, certainly not least, Mm-mm. ladies and gentlemen, uh, a member of the box office uh, breakdown family, mm-hmm. once and always, forevermore, mm-hmm. back with us all the way from the East Coast in Pennsylvania, your boy, Neil Plumley. <laughs> there he is. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil's going to be with us, breaking it all down this week. So, my goodness, how fantastic. And look at his handsome mug right there. Look at that. Look at that. East Coast is treating him well. Yeah. Can you see us? You Are can. You, like, can you see us right now, Neil? Well, no, I can see you on a delay. Oh. So, you know. Interesting. Okay. So do something. So I'm going can... mostly just off of sound. There you go. But it's okay because I'm part bat, so I have really good ears. Oh, see, I always thought you were a bat. Do a gesture for Neil now, and then when he laughs in okay. a few seconds, then it'll be great. Done. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, give it a thumbs up or two, or three, four, however many you can get. Look at it. Look at all these thumbs flying around. And if you're watching after we stream live, Amy, what can they do? You guys can comment down below. I'm rolling away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. No, no, you wait and comment after after we're done. Don't roll away and start commenting now. Sorry. Yeah. No. Stay right where you are. That's right. Share. And you guys stay right where you are. 
<laughs> so, uh, yes, we're going to be breaking down all the latest and greatest here at the box office. And we'll start uh, with the, uh, the the movie I was talking about there in the intro of the show that Amy <laughs> Cassandra loves so much. The Grinch. <clears throat> the 2018 animated version from Illumination yeah. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, did extremely well at the box well, office. Well, well, well. Look at that. $66 million. Mm-hmm. 66 Yes. <laughs> An unbelievable <laughs> amount of money for the Grinch. Uh, we're, uh, Neil, we talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, for you, since you weren't here last week, uh, were you oh, interested? I, I saw it. I, I went and watched it. You, you did. So you're the one yeah. of only of us. So what did you think? Would you, would, did you like this interpretation? Oh, no. Sorry. I mean, I watched last week's box office breakdown. <laughs> I did not see the Grinch. Okay. Uh, did, did, you, did you like last week's show? Just tell us that then. <laughs> Oh, right. Well, I loved it. Okay, great. It's almost just as good as it would be if I were there. Oh, well, oh. there you go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so now talking about the Grinch specifically, though, were, are you interested in this interpretation? I mean, certainly the box office says that many people were. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you one of those, Neil? I'm not really one of those people right now, Frank. I can't really bring myself to find the time to go out and see it. Because it's not really, it's not really gripping me, not really holding my attention mm-hmm. enough. Is it looks it, okay. I'll probably see it when it hits like VOD or something like that. Oh, is it partly because it's so early in in the year in a way? Yeah, I think I think that's partly what it is, Amy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I remember you guys were talking about it last week, and it is really early. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank was right. I think it's trying to get into the box office before all the heavy hitters come in later on, but. So it's sort of just like a bad circumstance for the Grinch. But, I mean, it doesn't look like it's affected it negatively at all. I had a great weekend. But for me personally, it's not really fitting the mood. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we know that. Uh... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> that uh, of course, Amy did not want to see this movie at all. Has uh-uh. no interest whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> and this film, of course, was the subject of our box office bet. Oh, look at that! And as much as she didn't want to, that didn't stop Amy from swinging for the fences in her box office bet. You know it. Look at you go! I know. You went what fifty five? 55. Love that. And yep. uh, that is our winner for the box office bet. You know this feeling. Thank you, Neil. I'm this... so surprised. Well done. Well done. Thank you, Neil. Okay, Anthony. Um, yeah, I was actually really surprised. I was really hopeful. I think Bohemian Rhapsody making 50 was just kind of an indicator for me, which is weird because obviously they're nothing alike. But I, it just made me think, what if? And hey, you guys went to the movies so that's awesome and it's really great to not have to see it ever <laughs> but i might i might eventually just definitely not now no. and it's funny because you were like oh wow amy going big that's great and i felt like dang it you blew it so it's really nice to know that it made so much money now you can have the courage of your box office bet predictions yeah i know right just yeah. trust your instincts <laughs> There you go. Uh, look at that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the loser for that is I know I was in the middle pack. I it's, mm-hmm. it's either Carrie or Ant. Oh, you know what? Because I wrote these down. <laughs> you know, I watched I, it earlier today, tonight. I I, I picked up uh, since uh, your boy Neil Plumley is not here to be the official box office 
uh, bet breakdown uh, uh, chroniclist. Oh. Yes, <laughs> chroniclist. <laughs> That's right. He's chronicling these like these that. incredible things. Uh, the box office bets. Look at that. So yes, for this. Uh, uh, oh, I Amy. Yes. Right and tall, fifty five. Then mm-hmm. myself at thirty five. Carrie thirty two, and uh, going to see this film oh. will be our pal Anthony in the booth. Son of a Grinch. Ah, <laughs> nicely I done. I believe. Oh. Uh. So we look mm-hmm. forward with eager anticipation to, to Anthony's uh, in depth analysis of the Grinch. It's going to be so depth. I like it. I like it. I like it. So I like it. Uh, coming in number two was a uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Offered second week from Fox. Made another $30.8 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil, have you seen it? I have not seen it. I sort of had soft plans to maybe see it tonight, but those fell through because I wanted to be here with you guys. Aww. Aww. Look at that. Well, we're so happy Thank that you. those fell through. What's I- the real truth? Oh. No, that's the real truth. I believe Neil. Mm. Yeah, I went and ate at Cracker Barrel, and then I came here. Oh, well, look at that! What a night for Neil. <laughs> uh, I went and saw it uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I—it's like I didn't hate the film, but I also just watched it and said, "This is so superficial. It's so surface level." Yes, mm. and it just that there there are moments. Uh, there is one part there where uh, Freddie's getting ready. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to go off and record my own album." And he goes, you guys, you must be tired of everybody fighting against, uh, fighting each other about what's going to be the single, who gets credit for all these albums. We never saw them do any of that ever in the course of the film, so I had no reason to feel that they were tired. I rather would have seen those fights mm. that, that between the band, because it's so heavily skewed towards Freddie Mercury. We know so little. And certainly, if you're thinking about Queen, you're thinking about Freddie Mercury. But the whole reason that they gave the rights was because they wanted to focus on all of Queen. Mm-hmm. And you get nothing. Of the rest of the band. Yeah, well, according to the rest of the band, they actually said that, no, that's not how it happened. Like, it wasn't as mm, dramatic as they made it sound like in the film. So that's why they probably didn't show those moments, because that didn't happen. Great. Sorry. Uh, But what about the rest of it? It, um, I mean, the performances are fine. It's just, there are moments where I was really interested in, like, especially his relationship with Mary. I feel like really mm. could have uh, done with a lot of exploration and is just kind of touched on and just ever so briefly. Yeah, like some people were saying that Mary was kind of like gender in Forrest Gump where she you see her at the beginning and then she's kind of there and then she goes away and then she comes back and then it's just like different haircuts also. Yep. It's just it's kind of the same where you need a little more meat to that yeah. yeah and uh i don't know if i like the idea of the whole they they spend the last part of the film is a really just basically you're watching the live a performance in yeah. total and i don't know if i like that it's too it's a huge chunk of the movie that's just like boop that's it yeah and there's no context i mean other than looking yeah. at the band's face while they're playing especially like brian where he's like whoa like he keeps having these looks like this is great this is really happening yeah. but it, there's no and then it just goes to credits and you're like yes there's the, nothing. The pacing was just not yeah. there. But I'm hopeful that, you know, oh, crap, what's it called? The Elton John movie that's coming out. I, I'm I'm hoping that one will have a little bit more of a structured plot and really go into it because this one didn't. It's a good time yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, you know, but I also what I didn't like though was that every time they get into that formula where uh, the band's going to be kind of grumpy in the scene. Oh wait, somebody has this really sweet chord that they're going to play, and like, uh, oh, and then all of a sudden, boom, it turns into an awesome song. I'm like, oh, and they do that again and again, and like, oh, all right, great, got it, got it. Let's move on. Um, question for you: yes. How did you see it? Was it um... <laughs> with my eyes? With your eyes? <laughs> I did. I oh, tried okay. it. I tried it new and thought I'd see a movie with my eyes. <laughs> well, I was curious about that. Okay. Was it? Um, what is it? IMAX? I did not. I just saw it in the regular theater. Regular theater. Yeah. How were the seats? Uh, very nice. I was kind of like in the first. I was in. Uh, if you go to an AMC theater, they not sponsored. It, saw it in the prime seating, so I was a little bit uh, closer to the screen. So I felt like it was being enveloped. All right. Yeah. Did you have a recliner? I did. I you and did. that baby was all the way reclined back. Okay. Yeah. It's like snuggled in. Mm-hmm. I feel mm. like that really helps with you know enjoying a movie, especially <laughs> if it's like one of those where you feel like you're at a rock concert or something. You're like. All right, cool. I've never, you know, experienced a rock concert like this. I'm so freaking comfortable. Uh, more importantly, Neil, has our glowing praise for this film made you <laughs> really regret that you canceled on those plans? Uh, no, it's uh, quite the opposite, actually, Frank. Oh. I feel really good oh. about not seeing it All right. tonight. Okay. All right. Well, I'm good. Uh, coming in number three, though, is a film that uh, the, a lot of us see, uh, saw is Overlord, the J.J. Abrams-produced film. From uh, Paramount made ten point one million dollars. Yeah, I know myself, Amy, and Anthony have seen it. And Neil, I know you mentioned a couple films whoa, that you've seen, whoa, whoa. but did you see he Overlord? Or there, Natalie? I did not get a chance to see Overlord. I did not see Overlord uh, either. Oh, you didn't see Overlord either? Well, no. all right. Well, way to way to drop the ball, Anthony. I <laughs> Carrie had been, seen it. Carrie Lane saw Carrie it. Carrie saw it. Yeah, we can tell you guys if it's worth a watch or not. Amy, let's start with you. Is all it right. worth a watch? I say it is. Do you want me to go in depth? Right I would now? love that. All right. So <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. It is loud. It is really loud. It's really like flashy in a good way where you're like, oh my God, I didn't know I was going to see something really bright and flashy right now. So it keeps you awake. It's very intense. I think, you know, the trailers show, I think, a little too much. But even then, you'll still enjoy it because there's so much, you know, plot that you're going to obviously understand once you watch the movie. But, yeah, it was really surprising. Really scary. I think there's so much tension in the movie, obviously, because it's like a war movie. But there's also some other parts to it that you're like, what in the world is going on? So, yeah, it was really cool. Surprisingly good. I got really good seats, too, which also helped. Um, I don't think it was IMAX, but it just felt, like I said, it was very loud. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. Hmm. I, I honestly, I thought it was not going to be that great. The trailers, the music was fantastic, and it looked really cool. And, you know, J.J. Abrams and Fitz from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, yeah, I was, I was a little bit worried. And I'm, I'm glad that I was pleasantly surprised. I felt like the trailer sold me a film that was going to be much more horror-based than what I got. Yes. Uh, so I felt I walked out of it, and it was it was a fine watch. I was like, okay, fine. That's fine. What? It was you, fine. Were you scared at all? No, what? I wasn't. No, okay. It's, it was. Frank doesn't get scared. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel okay. those emotions. The only thing that scares scared. him is Boo too. No, oh, that's true. <laughs> Please. No. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just i I felt like it. Yeah, I want. I wanted to be bombarded or kind of like really kind of uh, like really enjoy the horror aspects of it. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was going to be eh, not that, it, that there are mov- problems with that movie, but I felt like I was trying to equate it more to uh, from dusk till dawn. 
where it starts off as one type oh, of movie okay. and then does a twist and told it and becomes something else. And you're like, whoa, all right, this is crazy. Yeah. And I never quite got that far, that that, that really twist for really, to really kick in. Yeah, I do want to jump in and say we are in the chat, so you guys are welcome to chime in if you did see Overlord. But yeah, I thought it was going to be a little bit more sci-fi mm. than it was. Yes, yeah, so, like the time period, like the World War II, it's cool. And there's, oh, I've always loved stories about what the, the Nazis doing like weird genetic, uh, scientific, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, mystical experiments and things like yeah. that. So like, oh, this is going to be a really cool kind of crazy twist on this. And it just didn't, it didn't go as far as I had hoped it would. I have to say, though, that with the characters that we focused on, I was worried that there were just going to be too many that you were going to forget who's who. You know, because that can sometimes happen, especially with war movies, if you're like, wow, it's all these people and I don't remember their names. I think the ones that they did focus on, I think they did a good job. There were certain things where I was like, why would you do that to him? We'll talk about it after. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it was it was pretty good. I am surprised that it only made 10 million slightly just because i don't know i thought it would be a little bit more just i don't know because we talked about this last week too is where i felt like i saw the trailer a long time ago and i was like "Ooh, i'm intrigued and then i had totally forgotten about it for the longest time that when i did see the trailer again more recently i was like oh that hasn't come out already oh mm-hmm. i guess i'll go check it out so i felt like the the marketing wasn't really there yeah i mean i would say the last month and a half I've pretty much yeah I've known it was going to be out soon just because of the trailers but it depends also on how much you go to the movies true how often Neil have you felt like the uh were you pretty much up to up to speed on what Overlord was or do you feel like ah, I don't really don't know too much about this movie no I saw I saw a couple trailers I forget what I saw it from what what movie I was in when I saw it in the theater um but I think I mean yeah it did like 10.1 and that's not so bad i think it had what like a 37 million dollar budget yeah it had a low budget yeah um so it's already pretty low so we're probably about halfway there with like slim pickings internationally with whatever it made there um probably halfway to making like a negative like a a non-negative return which is good um but yeah it didn't look like it was like pushed out too crazy like i didn't see it a whole lot of places i didn't see it a lot on like social media and and a lot of other places um now i'm not in la anymore so i don't get a lot of those cinematic uh ads for like um or movie ads on like um like bus stops sides of buses stuff like that (laughs) um so that's not really a factor out here where i am but yeah at least for like tv ads and stuff like that i wasn't seeing a whole lot i was seeing like an adequate amount i would say and, you know, they probably did that because just to keep the marketing budget down because they figured that if they put more into it, they might not get a big enough return to cover it. True. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's going to do okay, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and uh, Wyatt Russell's in there, son of uh, Kurt Russell. And mm-hmm. uh, he. there are moments in that film where it kind of reminded me of the look of, uh, I was like, I felt like I was seeing uh, Kurt Russell back in The Thing. Oh yeah, so not not cool. yeah, not because he doesn't have the facial hair, but just the kind of look with the eyes and stuff. I was like, oh man, all right. So I didn't mind Wyatt Russell in this film. Uh, we have Gray D Great DT in the chat saying, "Loved Overlord. It's more war action movie than horror movie. Liked it's grounded, um, like that it's grounded in reality versus the over top, over the top like Inglorious Bastards." True. Yeah, it's uh, I but I I just felt like the the trailers. We're trying to sell you a film that was 
way out creepier than what you got. And I was happy. I mean, it was fine film. I, I didn't. I didn't come out and go like, "Oh, this is, drove me crazy." But yeah. it just didn't quite give me what I thought I was going to get from the trailer. It's like one of those things that you see on on social media, or like, well, yeah, maybe even on Twitter, where people recut a trailer to make it look like something else. Yeah, maybe that's I love what those. they did. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Um, so I, maybe that's what happened. But if you're interested at all, I would say go see it. I don't think you'll be super disappointed. No, I mean, I yeah, you, I don't think you'd regret your time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Fitz is great. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, on a quick topic of recut trailers, real quick, my favorite one is Titanic to the Service. <gasps> if you look that up, it's phenomenal. It's about Jack who survives in a block of ice and they defrost him and then he runs around New York City. That's great. It's called Titanic to the Service. Just watch it. It's hilarious. That's fantastic. Uh, coming to number four, The Nutcracker in the Four Realms from Disney, $9.5 million. And then rounding out our top five was our other entry mm-hmm. in the new films this weekend. And that was The Girl in the Spider's Web, a new dragon tattoo story from Sony. Did a little over $8 million. Uh, uh, definitely an underperformed. Yeah. I think, from what, I think from what Sony was hoping to get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me, too, because I've seen so many promotions for it. Yeah. And it's freaking Claire Foy. People love her. Um, yeah, that really shocked me, especially because I think even Overlord was in less theaters than the spider. It was. <laughs> the spider one. Um, so that really shocked me. Yeah, I thought it was going to be switched. Just about 100 less theaters. Right? We thought it was going to be switched. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, people just did not care. Whether that's because it's been a while since those books were more in the popular zeitgeist and people were more excited about them, uh, so I don't know. I, I I don't know why people just weren't gravitating towards this film. Maybe all the parents were taking their kids to see The Grinch. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. And that, <laughs> then that, that's yeah, why <laughs> this week's for the kids. Next week it's for us and Claire Foy. Oh my gosh! But no, next week is great. I'm really excited about what's coming out next week. Oh, well, yeah. I guess we're going to get to that. Yeah, we will. Uh, but speaking of other films that people have seen, uh, Neil, your boy, Neil Plumley, uh, all the way in the <laughs> yeah. Two films that you've seen, Neil. What were those? I have. Uh, I, I went and saw uh, two weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, I saw The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, fantastic. It's okay. really hard to watch at times. They, it's, it's all about, um, it's basically about like a a ground zero account of, uh, police brutality and racial injustice in America where, uh, this girl, this, this girl character, the main character, she, uh, has an event like that, that hits really close to home and then she has to deal with it and she has to deal with it while going to like a majority white population, like prep school but living in the hood. And so her world gets sort of torn apart and the acting is brilliant. Um, just the, the whole, the whole movie, it doesn't, it doesn't really let you look away from how tough of a subject that is. And I think it was really well done. And it's based on a book that I have, but have not read yet, but maybe I'll read very soon. No, you won't read it. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) This was enough. It's like, I've, I've read this book now. That's great. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, re- I watched the movie, so I can just return <laughs> yes. the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, Riverdale fave, K.J. Appa is in that film. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, Ang- uh, American accent or Australian? 
American. Got it. Huh. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even know he was in it. He is. Is he in the trailer? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen the trailer. Oh. It's a Greg Berlanti. He's. Joint there, right? Um. I forget the name of the character that he plays. Archie. No, no, no. In um. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. He only plays Archie in every every film that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> like a part of it. He's like content. build me as Archie. Yes, that's you can it. Call me something else in the movie, but build me as Archie. <laughs> And then you saw another movie, too? I did. I went uh, on Thursday and saw Mid-90s. Mm. The Jonah Hill directed, directed by Jonah Hill. How was that? I'm very curious to check that out. Oh, Anthony. Hey, you're still here. Cool. It Rude. is <laughs> really good. I saw a couple a couple advertisements, which really got me hooked on wanting to see it, where a couple of the critics said that Jonah Hill has struck gold with this film of his, and I think that they... Couldn't be closer to the truth on that one. Um, oh, because now the thing Amy. Starring about it. I will ask Neil. You got to do a hardcore press on Amy because she has zero interest okay, in wanting no, to see this film. It's maybe like fifteen percent interest mm. out of a hundred. Okay. I don't know. I don't think Amy should see it. <gasps> why? I don't oh, wait, think is you this should. Reverse I don't think you like thing? it. Ooh, why? I do why? tell Neil Plumley. Well, um, I know that uh, when I was going, I was invited by my friend and. I was showing uh, my wife Alexis the trailer for the movie, and she because she had never seen the trailer before. And there's a few scenes because uh, it's all about this young kid. He's maybe nine in the movie, I want to say. And uh, dur- over the course of the summer, he uh, creates friends with these like skater punks that are like in middle school and high school in LA. And he starts getting up to no good, but. He does it because, like, he needs to get away from his home because that's where his older brother is, and his older brother beats the shit out of him. Mm. So there's scenes that just, like, happen where, like, they're just, like, a shot of a hallway at home, and then he just goes flying face first into a wall, and then his brother, like, throws him on the ground and just starts wailing on him, and then it just smash cuts to, like, later that day, and he has, like, an ice pack over his eye. And I'm just like, damn, that's hard to watch. Oh. And it's just it's it's kind of like he Jonah Hill in those edits where he really quickly and rapidly just shows this like young kid getting beat up by like his almost out of high school brother, like crazy beat up, like over top of him, just like wailing. He smashes into those cuts and he smashes out of them. So it feels almost like he just got hit by a truck. And it's really, really he has a really interesting storytelling choice there that reflects through the rest of the movie. Um, the movie itself is mostly about this kid and how he makes friends and then how the friends, how like that friend group that he sort of shifted into like ebbs and flows with how he is like learning how to like be a defiant child basically in the nineties. Um, it's just a really interesting movie. It doesn't really, have a larger well i guess the larger point of the story would be to just like try to understand where other people are coming from Hmm. would be the larger point uh have like empathy for people when you don't know what they might be struggling with because everyone in the story has something else that they're struggling with and it really comes out like in the climax everyone has their own problems and they make you aware of it um but it's really good it was a little jarring because i didn't realize that the whole the trailers are in an aspect a four by three aspect ratio, like one of the, like old like old tube televisions, and the whole movie is like yeah, that. Yeah, it's shot like that, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. So it's really cool how how they use that to their to their benefit. Like like I said, okay, for like the hallway scene, they just have a lock shot on the hallway. It's symmetrical, but it's a square hallway. And it can be symmetrical because it's a square frame. So it's really interesting how cinema cinema like with the cinematography, how they use the aspect ratio as like a choice, not as like something that they put in post-production later. They shot it like that to like make things feel more claustrophobic, I guess, and make mm-hmm. things feel like you, like this kid doesn't have any other way out than hanging out with like these like punk ass friends. Um, but it's really cool. It's just, it's just a good movie. Wow. That's a, look how excited wow. Amy is. Well, she, no, you you won her well, over, Neil. She's, Already been typing yeah. in her phone about like I gotta get I myself to a reservation. No, seriously, freaking reverse psychology. No, I think you were just <laughs> saying your opinions, and I totally agree. And that's cool. And now I want to watch it. Oh, well, so, look at that. I don't think you should. I might now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so internationally, uh, folks. Uh, uh, real quick, the one thing that we want to talk about that I think that was a big news was Venom opened up in China this weekend, and oh, man, that that's, that song was terrible. At the end I of that freaking movie. love that song. I don't uh, care what anyone says. Venom. That oh. is not what it sounded like, but all right. Come on now. It sounds That's just not, like that. No. Uh, but basically, that opened up number one spot at the Worldwide and International Box Office this weekend. It got $111 million there. It's the second best opening there for, ever for a superhero title, just behind Avengers Infinity War. And oh. the fifth best for an imported film and Sony's biggest China launch of all time. This means get ready for more Venom, guys. Get get ready for more Venom. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be rough. It's going to be rough. For sure. Did you well, see okay, Venom now? So- but here's the thing. Have you ever heard of a movie? I mean, of course, we've heard of movies that have made their budget back opening weekend. Yes. Of course. Like mm-hmm. big blockbusters have done that for sure. And movies have done that with like global numbers too. And that's a little bit easier to do. But has a movie ever made – I'm sure it has, but I can't think of one. It's full budget back opening weekend from one country, not America. Yeah, I know. Oof. <laughs> I've never heard of that happening before, and yeah, of course they're going to do more Venom now. I, I, but I still believe that this property is an outlier amongst all of Spider-Man's rogues. You're not going to get this recounter, kind of return on Morbius. More uh, Morbius is not mm-hmm. going to give it to you. Yeah, uh, probably not. No. I feel like they should pivot to other weird Spider-Man villains and not just make it Venom. Maybe see that the success is that they want weird villain stories, not just Venom stories. Let's hope. Oof. Just get, but that's not what they're going to do. They're going to make more Venom movies, and yeah. then they're going to make weird villain movies. Get ready for Woody Harrelson in that ridiculous wig with doing some carnage oh, stuff. Oh, boy, <laughs> me. Oh, baby. Uh, so, folks, we've got another box office bet. Uh, Amy is basking in her you know, her prognosticator uh, victory this week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the options are open for another buddy, somebody else to take the crown. Well, we'll and with Neil here, we'll throw him in the mix as well, too. Hey, I could do that. Sure. That's right. Yes. So three films for your consideration there in the chat. You can vote on that to decide which of these three films we will do our box office bet about. The first one, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald? From Warner Brothers on 4,000-plus screens. Instant Family, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Ro- uh, Roseburn. Roseburn, that's right. Uh, from Paramount, mm-hmm. 3,000 screens. Mm-hmm. And then Widows, there with Viola Davis and others. Michelle Rodriguez as well. Yeah. From Fox, also on 3,000 screens, too. Uh, done by Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Yes, so those are the three films that uh, you can start ch- betting away there, or voting for, excuse me, in the chat. And whoever gets the most votes, we'll do the box office bet at the end of the show. But in the meantime, we're going to do a little box office rewind. 
Oh, that's good. That, that's good stuff. That's really good. <laughs> uh, about one of the actors that's going to be in, in one of these upcoming films. And we thought, well, you know, let's look at your boy, uh, Eddie Redmayne. Mm-hmm. Your boy. Your boy, Eddie Redmayne. Uh, coming in number five for him is Early Man from Lionsgate back in 2018. So they're back, way back in 2018. That was actually in February. Uh, it came out. Uh, three, oh, uh, $3.1 million for that one. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. I believe that oh, I believe that was the he uh, the voice. Yeah. Yes, the animated yeah. film there. Uh number four, the other Bolin girl, which we talked about last week as oh, well. Did. Yes. Back in two thousand eight, eight point two million dollars. And these are basically Eddie Raymond's top uh op- box office opening weekend mm-hmm. grosses. Not the, the, the total box office of a film, uh, but just the opening weekend. Yeah, because there's one that I was surprised wasn't on there, but Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we'll talk about it later. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Jupiter Ascending from 2015, $18.3 million. Ugh. He he speaks in such a – his voice choice in that film just is – I speak in a slow whisper. We're going to take the planet's energy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then just, and then just screaming at the top of his lungs. It's those two very different levels. Yes. That he brings to the table that movie. I, I, I love the Wachowski, uh, the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Wachowski. But uh, I feel like after Speed Racer, no, I, but they produced Cloud Atlas, and I did enjoy Cloud Atlas. But just in yeah. terms of them just directing a film, I felt like I haven't really enjoyed anything that they've really done since Speed Racer. Well, what about, uh, it's not a movie, but Sense8 is very good on Netflix. True, but not a film, Neil. Not a yeah. film. Uh, um, <laughs> Coming to number two, Les Mis. Hey. From Universal back in 2012, that did 27.7 million dollars. Uh, I was 27.2, excuse me. I was bummed. I, I love that musical, but I also felt like I was watching a really small scale musical on the screen. I never quite opened up as wide as I had hoped it would. Yeah, I think it's always difficult when you um, have a musical that people have seen on the Broadway stage and then moving it to a movie because I think it's just I don't know. It's something different, but. It's so depressing. Mm, I was so jazzed to see this movie. I, I cry like a little baby every time I see this musical. Oh, well, yeah. just tears just flowing down my face. Are you making fun of me? Why am I making fun of you? I can't tell. How, whoa, Amy. What's no, going it's a on? sad musical. Yes. Everyone cries. No, I know, but I don't know. Just Dreamy, the way you said it, I was like, yeah. maybe you didn't cry, which is okay. No. Oh, yeah, holy cow. Did? Yes. Okay. Every time I see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And I was waiting for that so in the film to get that like same punch. And I was like, You didn't eh. get it. it. It was okay. Hmm. Uh, coming to number one, though, of course, no surprise, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That yeah. uh, 2016, $74.4 million. Hmm. Yeah, that was fun. I, the thing I – the story is like, meh, but the art direction and mm-hmm. the – the yeah, that is fantastic. Just the time period that it's located at, I really enjoyed like, that about the film. The, yeah, the world and the setting and also seeing wizards like be in everyday life and wizarding it up, you know, at yes. a moment's notice. It's so rad. Like I'd rather see movies like that than like whatever Harry Potter gave me. Um, yeah. But yeah, this next one looks – Interesting. I, I thought the acting was really weird in the first one. Like I didn't know what he was, how he was playing that character. Like really aloof, and but I I didn't really buy into it. Um, but overall, it was, it was a fun movie. The thing, uh, what I didn't like, because I like Colin Farrell, and when they do the like, <laughs> it was really uh, me all along yeah. to get him yeah. to Johnny Depp. That was so disappointing. I rather would have had it just been Colin Farrell the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. And like that. I I agreed. I, I remember you said that you made this point before, Frank, and I agreed with you then, but. I watched some recent trailers for Fantastic Beast 2 
And I gotta say, Johnny Depp has that freaking crazy look, especially in that scene where like he's taken over that like that flying carriage in the beginning of that trailer. Yeah. And he like fills it up with water and does all that crazy stuff, and like his hair is all in front of his face, and he looks all crazy. And I'm like, that's why. That's why he was cast as Grindelwald and not um what's his name? Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which you'll see in Widows. He's in that film. So, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I feel like I, I think Johnny Depp also just has such baggage around him that mm-hmm. many people that are our Potter fans are also really wrestling with how yeah. uh, do I go and see this film because yeah. it's got this guy in it. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that too. I agree with that too. It's kind of hard to not conflate the character and the actor uh, with the works that they're performing. Um, and that's something that that's something that I wrestle with mm-hmm. in this uh, with with Fantastic Beasts too because I, I don't know if he's the right choice, but I think that he's as a as an actor I think he's the right choice, but I don't know like as his as a person if he's the right choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, I'll be curious. To I see am it. excited to see him play like a villain antagonist because I don't think he's ever played that before, at least not that I can remember. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, uh, Jude Law as uh, mm. that little hot pants Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to do our box office bet. Keep chumming away there in the chat. But real quick, we'll do our, our what we think is our top five for next week. Of course, adding in uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald at 4,000 plus screens, Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne at 3,000, and Widows. Do we see any other world where Fantastic Beasts 2 doesn't take top spot? No. no, it's in the top. No, for sure. yeah. I mean, for as much issues as my people might be having, I still think it's going to be enough to to get us number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the big thing is, where do you see Instant Family and Widows falling in to this top five? Ugh. You know, well, a lot of people in the chat are really liking or are excited to see Widows. Every single time I see it, I want to say Windows. Me too. Yes. Okay, time. good. Glad I'm not the only one. It's really weird because <laughs> obviously they're nothing alike. Um, yeah, a lot of people are like, Widows, Widows. So, maybe Widows? I'll, I'll go uh, Fantastic Beasts, Dr. Seuss, Bohemian Rhapsody, w- uh, Widows, uh, Overlord, Instant Family. Oh. Whoa. Really? I don't think, I don't, who cares about Instant Family? I do. I'm so freaking Come pumped. on. I it's the feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Nobody cares about that. I'm excited for it. I've seen a lot of promotions for that. Okay, I go with crap. What was the first one? Oh, Fantastic Beasts, The Grinch, Widows, Bohemian Rhapsody, Instant Family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye bye, Overlord. Yeah. Later days. Yep. Got it. Yep. All right, Neil. Uh, well, we're gonna do Fantastic Beasts. Let's just start off tried and true with nice. that one. Mm-hmm. Number two is what I'm struggling with, but I think I'm going to say Instant Family, just to spite Frank a little bit. Oof. All right. Okay. I think if the Grinch does a good fall at 50%, then uh, I think Instant Family could make like 35, maybe beat it out. Let's Ooh. see. All right. And then um, probably the Grinch, Widows, Bohemian. Okay, intriguing. Interesting. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to do our box office bet uh, for the film that you in the chat room have decided that we will place our wagers on. 
to determine who is going to have to go see this film. As always, all of us will bet, and whoever's closest to the actual total will be the prognosticator. Prognosticators, the loser, will have to see the film. Tell us all about it. Mm. Okay, so Ken Jack says, okay, so it's Widows 5. Who wins with five, Widows. five votes, really? Just, all right. Okay. All right. We did Widows. Fair all right. <laughs> oh, boy. I, vo- I voted for Widows in, in the chat. Neil, you can't. What? That's we what? have to just. Uh, Blasphemy. Yep, yeah, looks like we have to disqualify so that. No <laughs> recount. Yep, that's, that's so it. Recount. Everything's disqualified. All right, mm. so we another recount. It's close enough for an automatic recount. I think we should do one. <laughs> uh, all right, three thousand screens. Uh, you've got Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, uh, Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, and a few more in there as well. Uh, directed by Steve McQueen. Uh, okay, guys, chime away with your numbers, all please. Right. Oh, dang it, I'm not ready. Uh, Got it. All right, what... I'm going to try, and we'll see what happens with this, Wait, baby. who's writing them all down? I'm writing them down, okay. Anthony, because you know, your, your fingers are too delicate, and I want you to save them for more important and things. I'm too busy. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. uh, Neil, are you ready, sir? Oh, I got it, yeah. All right, fantastic. So, as always, we'll go with tradition. Anthony, you're in the booth. What you got? I'm going in with a cool 32 mil. Ooh, 32. All right. Uh, Neil. Well, I went lower than that. 14.2. Oh, 14.2. All right. Amy. Oh, hey, phone. Oh, hello. Hello. 25. Oh, 25. Uh What is that? Look at that. Uh, There you go. I did 25 as well. (gasps) Twinsies. Okay. Look at that. Great. Yes. All right, so Amy and I both at 25. So, right. looks like it's going to be a Neil and Anthony. What a uh, exciting competition this is going to be. I guess I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony, already throwing in the towel? What is this? It looks like a good movie. I have no problems with uh, potentially seeing this because I know I'm going to see it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode. But before we do anything else, big round of applause for the super handsome, super talented, super great Neil Plumley. Get out of town, won't you? There you go. Uh, hopefully Hush, this is not the the, uh, the last of, of his many appearances. We're going to keep pulling him back as often as we can. Yeah, please do. Oh, thanks, Neil. <laughs> uh, but as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and give it a thumbs up while you're there. Or two, or three, four, five, six, however many you can get. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. But if you're watching this after we stream live, Amy, what can they do? You guys can comment down below and let us know if you're going to watch Widows. <laughs> there you go. Or what you're going to watch. <laughs> Just anything. 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 I'm going to watch the dogs play outside my window. That's beautiful. Oh, wow. That's yeah, right. I go. like that. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with any of us after the show is over, Anthony, where can they find you, sir? Oh, here I am. You can find me everywhere at TonyBTony underscore, and I'll plug uh, Horror Movie News on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be talking uh, Overlord along with some news items, so yeah, if you like horror, come hit us up and chill with us. Yeah, he's still so excited about... Uh, hit us up. Yeah, hit us chill. up about Overlord. I love it. I love it. Tahoe trip. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Neil, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me at everywhere where you can find people. At the Neil Plumley, that's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Nice to see you, folks. I hey. missed that so much. <laughs> Amy, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M T Z. Nailed it! Nailed it! Nailed it! You nailed it! You nailed it! You nailed it. <laughs> I wasn't slightly. Oh, I don't have to move forward with my life. What?
Uh, <laughs> and follow me on Twitter and Instagram, folks, at Happy Go Jackie. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We will be back here next Sunday night with an all-new episode right here on Popcorn Talk. Till then, go see some movies. Bye. We love you, Neil! <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 